I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 24th of November, 2022, and this is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in finance, markets, and, well, well, whatever comes our way. Really, right, Scotty? Absolutely. Great to be back and great to be speaking with you after a couple of weeks off. It has been a bit of a dry spell, hasn't it? So, Scotty, uh, look, now I know we're going to preface this way by saying that there's not a lot of volume going through the markets. We've got U.S. markets on holidays in the next couple of days, but you can't take away from the fact that we've seen yet another day of gains for the S&P ASX 200 up by tenth of a percent, 7,242 around about there. What do you make of it? Yeah, it's really a materials and resources driven rally at the moment and a lot of optimism about not only uh, the potential for more stimulus coming through in China and more support for property developers there, but also that softer US dollar at this point in time, which is really setting a, a fire underneath commodity prices. We saw the gold complex today absolutely off to the races. And uh, that seems to be where a lot of this is coming from. If you go and strip out the materials sector, yeah, we're not going too far fast, but so yeah, the biggest sector of the market doing the heavy lifting. Well, to your point, St. Barbara, one of the best performers, Evolution Mining as well. It did hold its AGM today. And other than that, Remelius did really well. But the sort of lackluster gains today really belie, you know, some of the, the movements going on at a corporate level because I think to the point we are in AGM season, we have been getting a lot of these trading updates coming from companies. And Nick Scali comes to mind today up by 10%. So interesting here, it is not providing a full guidance for the financial year, but it did offer some insights into the first half and things are still going pretty well for that furniture retailer. So the share price ending today up by more than 10%. We also heard from Universal Stores, now a totally different retailer, but um, again, updating the market. at its AGM and uh, providing this trading update, obviously saying that things are going pretty well and looking forward to a solid Christmas selling season, shares up by 3%. It was a day for the retailers, wasn't it? We heard from Kogan, we heard from Harvey Norman. Kogan saying that it's getting on top of its inventory issues, but that significant discounts are being offered. Still though, the market treated it fairly kindly, sending shares up by 6%, albeit, you know, off a low base. That's been very generous, but you're right. <laughs> yeah, but um, we're hearing from these retailers. We hear from City Chic tomorrow, and it just makes me think of consumers and uh, how we're going to be spending in this Christmas season. So I think Westpac in its latest consumer survey, monthly survey, uh, you know, the majority of people had planned to spend less this Christmas. How about you, Scuddy? You going to go all out? Uh, look, 
setting up the uh, the house at the moment, including a, <laughs> a children's bedroom. Uh, we're probably going to have a pretty uh, pretty modest one, but I'm certainly doing my outlays for the uh, for the broader economy, particularly when it comes to homewares at this point in time. Maybe I, not so much uh, at the consumer discretionary level. I just looked up Baby Bunting's share price up by four tenths of a percent today. Thanks, Scuddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, looks like. Oh, th- 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 thankfully that's not for no- that's not for another six months time. That's that's <laughs> the next one that's on the way. But uh, it's more it's more what's happening with the one that's already here at this point in time. All right, Meyer comes to mind. I'm on a, a retail uh, hit list here. <laughs> Meyer's share price is uh, down today by close to two percent. So yeah, company news going on underneath the surface. Um, I wasn't surprised at all to see Whitehaven Coal's share price bashed. Um, its CEO, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he sold shares to the tune of about $7 million for personal reasons, of course. Um, But coal, I mean, what's happening in the commodities complex in terms of coal? Because, um, yeah, uh, the demand side of the equation is certainly uh, an interesting one now. Yeah, obviously concerns about what's going on in China at the moment. Uh, we're seeing record uh, daily case COVID uh, numbers coming out today and that uh, surpasses the previous peak we saw uh, earlier this year. So that's obviously a concern about uh, when it comes to mobility. But uh, more broadly, supply. Uh, the EU price cap that's being proposed at the moment, 65 to 70, bub, uh, 70 bucks a barrel uh, for, uh, for r- Russian rural crude uh, is you know, way above where the marginal cost of production is. Like, I, mm-hmm. I can't believe that European policymakers, uh, it's like, it is like a, literally a wet lettuce leaf uh, trying to dissuade the Russians from, uh, from doing what they're doing. It's, uh, it's pretty weak, I've got to say. And um, yeah, that has flow-on effects to other uh, no energy markets. So there's a concern about a substitution effect that may have been required if there's going to be a blanket ban on, on Russian uh, imports, but it uh, doesn't look like it's going to be the case. Yeah, okay. Well, we will continue to watch the supply-demand dynamics uh, because, of course, China itself has record coal output that the market is dealing with. We spoke with Attila Widnell from Navigate Global Commodities um, sort of toward the end of the trading session, actually. We'll get that uh, interview up online. He um, he particularly delves into the coal and iron ore markets. Um, Qantas, I also wasn't surprised after yesterday's update that came through, profit upgrade. Um, the share price today still, you know, gaining off the back of that up by three-tenths of a percent. Um, wasn't surprised not only to see the brokers revise their price targets, um, but also news now that Qantas employees may strike saying, why did we have a pay freeze? Why are we not earning more while the company is doing so well? Fair question, isn't it, Scotty? I think so. And uh, I think the taxpayers of Australia, including yep. uh, both you and I, probably have that same question as well. Uh, I don't like at all what's going on with the management style. I'm quite, uh, I found uh, Carl's view that you wrote about it. Uh, yeah, Ellen and I was nodding away with uh, when I was reading it. Uh, I, I think from an investment perspective, though, just look around at this point in time. Everyone's glowing about how great Qantas is going. This is the peak. Mm-hmm. This is the top. We're, uh, we're, we're, not, we're not far from I know, finding a cyclical downturn because we're just behind the rest of the world and we're seeing in other parts of the world the consumer is starting to go and soften up. So enjoy the uh, flying high times while we can do it because I think it's, uh, it's going to be you know, nosediving at some point next year. Yeah, that's the question I've been asking guests as well. Is this a high watermark? Because not only what's going on with rising interest rates, um, but also just you know sheer cost of flying right now. There's a, there's a point where that becomes unsustainable. And yeah, I take your point on taxpayers' billions in buybacks, uh, profit upgrades, uh, limiting capacity. Yeah, and uh, 
we sort of did a lot for Qantas through the pandemic, didn't we? But I'll get off my soapbox now because rising interest rates, of course, brings us to the FOMC. Talk of a slower pace of interest rate hikes is what contributed to some of the risk on environment around the globe. I, I don't know. To me, no big surprise that we will see a change of rhetoric coming from the Fed at some point in terms of the aggressiveness of this rate height cycle. What did you take away from the minutes, if anything? Nothing, really. Uh, it was what we already knew and is what the, anyone who's been listening over the past uh, two weeks would already know. Uh, the communication has basically been guiding the market towards 50 basis point hikes now being the norm rather than the exception. And uh, a likelihood that we're going to have to go and see uh, the terminal rate higher this cycle than what originally would have been the case. Uh, and certainly no sign of a pivot. Uh, caution, yes, but uh, definitely not a pivot. But the markets, uh, just every time that they're going here, like the smaller rate hikes coming through, it's uh, clearly just uh, that's all that matters for the time being and off to the races. Uh, whether it can be persist longer term, I'm extremely sceptical. We'll see what Jerome Powell has to go and say. He's at bat in less than a week's time now. I wonder what he will go and say about the loosening in financial conditions we've seen over the past month. Yeah, exactly, because that is not exactly conducive to slowing. Uh, demand and the economy. Okay, so that's the basic equation there. But I've had a lot of chats with um, you know local investors, local fund managers, local analysts who do reckon the momentum is behind this market and the Santa Claus rally is taking hold and they're expecting, you know, Henry Jennings today from Marcus Today comes to mind. You know, he said he's on the mechanical bull and he's happy to ride it. Giddy up, Scuddy. Are you finding any dissenters uh, when it comes to at least this period of time between now and the end of the year, of course, everything and, and a lot of people also say things are going to change significantly, you know, in the first quarter, first half of next year. But for now, it certainly seems as if, um, yeah, this rally has legs. Yeah, uh, I think people have, have lost interest in the year. That's my honest opinion. And uh, we know that uh, there's going to be a slower pace of rate hikes coming through. Uh, we know at some point there'll be an eventual pause and we don't know whether this is going to go and cause a recession. And so until we know otherwise, it, uh, it's left to the market to go and decide its own devices at this point in time. And when you have pockets where there's not a lot of uh, macro news, when there's not a lot of volume going through, we tend to go and waft higher. And uh, yeah, I, I wrote about it uh, in a view a while back about how I thought there's going to be an extension of the risk rally we've seen. And it's, it's going that way for the time being. But yeah, you're right. Uh, when I speak to the people who I tend to go and put more weight on, which is the, uh, the bond market uh, gurus, uh, the credit gurus, uh, very few of them are getting me uh, you know, optimistic about what lies ahead. Indeed, uh, more troubled times ahead. Yeah, I spoke with John Lycos today from Bond Advisors on that one, and he's talking about stagflation as well. So watch that word to maybe make its way onto an Ausbiz mug <laughs> this Christmas. You never know. Oh, really? What about the U.S. dollar, Scotty? I know you wrote a view in it in the COB newsletter today. If you don't subscribe, you should. Um, tweet to me and I can tell you how if you don't know. But um, yeah, what, what do you think the uh, U.S. dollar story has peaked? Debatable. Uh, it looks certainly that it's uh, it's in the last legs of this rally. That's for certain. But uh, the way the market's behaving right now is it's uh, we're going to go and see some dramatic drop off coming through, and it's going to be uh, risk on. We know how much of a, a headwind is created for particularly the U.S. Uh, equity market over the past couple of years. 
But uh, I just think we're we're getting way, way, way ahead of ourselves here. The US dollar doesn't just outperform when conditions are good there in the States, but also during economic turmoil. And I think that at the moment, if you're you know, betting against the greenback, you're betting that we're going to go and see the likes of Europe and China go and outperform next year and the Fed uh, orchestrate a soft landing. Good luck getting one of those things right. Both of them almost certainly are not going to happen. Got it. Now let's get to the flip side of the equity story. I mentioned some of those companies in the news and some of those that outperformed, underperforming. Well, Whitehaven Coal, I did give that a nod, down by close to 7%. Temple and Webster, perhaps just you know, a, a flip side to the Nick Scali positivity, Pilbara and Resolute Mining. So those are all laggards on the market today. Um, normally I would do sort of stock of the day here, but in fact, Scotty, today it was an ETF uh, session on the call. So let's take a listen to a couple of picks from Andrew Veitland from DP Wealth Advisory and James Whalen from VFS Groups. So we, we quite like this one. I think it's up about 17% for the last uh, month or so. Um, but it doesn't come without risks. And what I mean by that is if the Chinese lockdowns relating to COVID go longer than what people are expecting, there's lots of to and froing with the Saudis relating to oil production, um, obviously concerns as to what price the Russians will be able to sell their oil for, economic activity, is the Fed going to push us into recession in 2023? So it's certainly not without risk. Areas I'm good at picking individual stocks, in mm. other areas I'm not. And I'm happy to put my hand up and say, you know what, play to your strengths and play to your weaknesses. Gold miners, if the thematic is on, I'd just like to own that ETF and not go through and pick it out. I'll tell you why. I think I got burnt back in when I was a young junior, junior, junior assistant to the junior trainee right. um, at, at my first broking firm in, in 2005, that would have been. Yeah. And Newcrest, of all companies, found a way to, to, to screw up digging gold out of the ground. And so there you go. Uh, not much to say there. That's what they pick in terms of ETFs. And we know a lot of our our, um, our viewers and our listeners are interested in their views. So there you go. You can listen to the whole episode of The Call via osbiz.com.au. Or if you like podcasts, which presumably you do if you're here, you can listen to that in podcast form while you're on the go. Scotty, tonight, ECB meeting minutes. That's pretty much it because all the U.S. data was brought forward because of the Thanksgiving holiday. I mean, what do we want to hear from the ECB that we haven't heard already? Uh, we're going to probably hear about the need to go and start uh, reducing the size of, uh, of rate increases moving forward. We're now probably getting very close to the, uh, the neutral level for rates there. In Europe, we've seen the energy prices have come down, softening the market up for potential uh, for a slowdown there, but also trying to reinforce the point that we're not going to see a sudden reversal, much like what the Fed is doing right now, the ECB, just you know, in a more delayed fashion uh, they're going to be dealing with at the moment. But it really comes to the, uh, the data flow at the moment. We saw those PMIs out last night in the States and Europe, all looking pretty soft at this point in time. We're seeing evidence that you know, inflationary pressures are starting to go and ebb, particularly on the good side of the equation, but you cannot go and say that the battle has been won yet when it comes to defeating inflation. And that's what the challenge is by policymakers, not to give the game away after all the hard work they've done. Yep. All right. Look, it's a quiet one on the macro front here. Look, in fact, it was a quiet week, but um, tomorrow there's nada, nothing. That's okay. That'll give us lots of time to focus on some other issues and look forward to having a drink on the last call at 3.45 Eastern, given it's a Friday. Kashi will be dropping in for that program as well. Um, Scotty, should we call it? 
let's call it for a day and then uh, we're going to wrap up the week and yeah i might go and raise a glass for you tomorrow as well here in adelaide a nice glass of you know, barossa shiraz perhaps You're such a show off all right have a good night bye you too bye